You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at even a bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash Whenever you want, a call to action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 216 of the big show. Some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Another Sunday. End of the weekend, unfortunately. Or maybe you're listening to this Monday morning. So, beginning of the work week. On your commute. riding Riding the train in your car. Pedaling the bike. Got the earbuds in. Well, sit back, relax, close your eyes. Well, maybe don't close your eyes if you're driving the car, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you very much for tuning in. Got a special guest today, um, Ice Wars competitor and winner of his bout, Justice Smoke. Uh, he it was uh, nice enough to come on the show, and uh, yeah, we just talked about his, uh, you know, growing up and playing hockey, how he got involved in the game, and uh some some of the incidents that have uh, that he's been involved in, and then uh, just how he got involved with the ice wars and uh, and uh, what the event was like, and what it was like backstage, and how the fight went, and how he trained for it, and uh, and all that fun stuff. And it was uh, 
yeah, we, I don't know how long we talked for, about an hour, I think. And, um, yeah, no, it was fun to sit down. I, uh, I briefly spoke with him at the event after his fight was done. He actually ended up sitting an aisle across from me and, uh, passed on my business card and told him I'd get in touch with him. And, uh, yeah, he was nice enough to make the time. So I, uh, I appreciated that. So, you know, and it was nice, it was nice to hear someone, uh, you know, cause I talked to the, you know, the guys leading up to the event, but I haven't talked to anybody up afterwards. So, um, yeah, so it was cool for justice to come on and, uh, yeah, I had fun talking to him and, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, we talk about the, uh, the possibility of ice wars too and, and that going down and, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting going forward. I know they're, they're advertising for it. Like they're going, they haven't announced where it is or anything like that, but I mean, they're not just, you know, you're not hearing anything anymore. They're still out there and, uh, still on social media and saying they're looking for venues and what have you. So, um, and something's in the works for sure. So, um, yeah, I think I'm going to reach out to AJ here and, uh, and, uh, you know, and maybe he'll come on the show and, cons- and, uh, shed some light if, uh, if, uh, what's going on in the future. But, um, yeah, guys, other than that, I'm not going to talk too long today. Like I said, I know you're, you know, people are tuning in to hear justice and not tuned in to hear me. Um, you know, not that I have much to, much to share at this point. I mean, uh, as far as the playoffs go, um, and, you know, I don't give a shit. So, I mean, whatever. Won't t- not much to talk about. Like, that. although I know Ryan Reeves is a scratch in tonight's Ranger game. So, uh, you know, I I guess and now, and I saw on social media, yeah, they're everyone hates Reeves again. So, when they win, Reeves is great, but when they lose, oh, he's the problem. Yeah, I always laugh at these fans that uh, when when their team loses, they start blaming the fourth line guys. So the guys who played the least amount of time. Are the ones that are the reason you lost. That makes sense. Oh, God. <laughs> but anyway, folks, um, as I said at the top of the show, I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. There's over 50 shows in the network. All the NHL teams are represented. Um, so whatever team you're a fan of, there's a show for you. Um, and then for my off-network, uh, my friend there, Alec, over at the Five for Fighting podcast. Uh, he just had Chris Orderbody on and... Uh, your first year East Coast, uh, league tough guy. And, uh, that was a fun interview to listen to. And, uh, like I said, uh, with these young guys, some of them, they, they have the, uh, they have the old time hockey spirit anyway. So, uh, it was, uh, it was fun to, fun to listen to that interview. And, and Alec has a, you know, I always, you know, mud show there with his Crocs and his puddles, the not the dog and everything. But, uh, you know, I always say I got to give him credit. He's got a tremendous back catalog. Mike Segroy, Rob Ray, Frank Bialois, on and on. Does a great job. Oh, that pains me to say that, but he does. But uh, and he's kind of got the the market cornered on East Coast League guys. Uh, I know he's got um, uh, Nico Blackman coming on again uh, this week. So um, yeah, definitely check that out. Also, he's on YouTube. Five for fighting on the YouTube, on the YouTube, on the YouTubes. Um, the five for fighting, um, and he's basically started it at the beginning of the year, and, and he's just been uploading like the East Coast League fights from the year. And uh, I actually, I believe I just saw him tweet that the Florida Everblades won the championship tonight. I think so. Um, that was the team that you know he was. He's living in North Carolina now, but he, he at the beginning of this year he was in Florida and uh, had like partial season tickets, and uh, so I know he'll be pretty pumped with that. So that was cool. And then Florida, but that's cool though because I think Florida kind of brought like a tougher element. Like they have some you know, new Bauer, and they had some tougher guys. So you know at least it wasn't some candy ass team winning it. I mean. You know, Florida had some tilts and stuff, so that's cool. Um, 
but yeah, Alex Chandler, he's been uploading the um, East Coast League fights, so definitely uh, give it a uh, give it a look. Um, if you're on you're on YouTube anyway, hit the subscribe button. Like I always say, it might not be a big deal to you guys, but as a creator and a person that owns a YouTube channel as well, it is a big deal when you hit the subscribe button because that you know that helps us out and blah blah blah. So if you could hit the subscribe button, uh, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, man, it feels weird to not throw Lazito's name in. Get rid of Lazito! You know, it feels weird not to say that. Well, I guess I just, I just did say that, but yeah, Jolton Joe. Yeah, off on the cruise, I believe you. Permission to come aboard, Captain Stubing. Tough life. He's out there, uh, you know, out in the cruise. Oh, I haven't asked where, he, I don't know where he's, I don't know if it's just a dinghy around the Hudson or if it's an actual cruise ship. I don't know. I'll have to ask him, but, uh, I hope he's enjoying it regardless. But, um, yeah, guys, other than that, if you happen to be on social media, I don't know why you would do that to yourself. But if you are, um, Fourth Line Voice on Twitter, as well as Fourth Line Voice on Facebook, give me a follow. I'm always putting up pictures and videos and, and that type of thing. And as I said with YouTube before, I'm on YouTube as well. Uh, again, yeah, well, Fourth Line Voice on YouTube. I have over, uh, 2,700 videos, uh, from all the leagues. Any league you're looking for, AHL, NHL, WHL, BCHL, MOUSE, just type it in, in the search engine, boom, it'll come up, so, uh, and everything's sorted, so definitely, again, and if you could hit subscribe, that would be tremendous, and um, one last request, I got so many requests, but I, last one, um, whatever platform you happen to be listening to this, I know, because I know there'll be some new listeners, because you're on here to listen to uh, Justice, um, if you like what you hear, please, uh, like I said, this is episode whatever, 216, um, check out the back catalog. Um, I've interviewed a ton of guys from Steve McIntyre to John Morasti, Joey Tedarenko, Clark Wilm, uh, Carlin Nordstrom, uh, on and on. Uh, so I, I encourage you to go back and check, check out those interviews. Um, as well as the, my, I do two shows a week, Wednesday and Sunday. And, uh, oh, there's lots of rant episodes of me staring out the window and being the bitter old man and yelling about things. But, uh, it's always old time hockey and enforcer based podcasting, as I said. So, um, but whatever platform you're listening to this, iTunes, Spotify, what have you, if you could rate and review the show, I'd, I'd very much appreciate that. Again, it's the little things like that that you, the, you guys, the listeners can help us out. Um, because the, the more that you get, that gets rated and reviewed, um, like when people listen to a podcast on the side, you've seen that where it says like related shows or similar shows. Um, that's all based on like reviews and stuff. So the more we get, the more we'll fall into that algorithm for people and then more views and there you go or more listens. And, uh, yeah. So and download, please don't stream. As I always say, I get paid. I do get paid by the download. So you'd be definitely helping me out if you downloaded this episode and any other episode that you decided to listen to. It would be greatly appreciated. But the fact that you're, if you want to stream it, okay, just the fact that you're listening is, is cool, and I appreciate that, and uh, thank you. And if, like I said, and if you're a new listener, welcome. Thank you again for tuning in. I know there's a million podcasts out there, and everyone and their dog has one these days. So the fact that you decided to uh, take the time out to listen to the Fourth Line Voice podcast, I very much appreciate that. So thank you. But uh, yeah, let's 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 get into it, shall we? Here is my interview with Justice Smoke. Thank you again for tuning in, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you cats on Wednesday. Thanks, everybody. All right, here on the Fourth Line Voice, I got uh, a, a special guest, uh, an Ice Wars uh, competitor and uh, and winner of his fight, uh, Justice Smoke. Justice, how you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? 
Very good. Thanks, man. I appreciate you taking the time. Um, yeah, well, we, like I said, I, I briefly ran into you out there at Ice Wars after your, after your bout. You were sitting across from me when you came out after. But uh, what, what uh, now that it's been a couple weeks uh, wrapped up, what's, how, how, are you, how are you feeling? And uh, what's, what's kind of the response been when you got back home? About the about the event, uh, man, I'm feeling great. Before the fight, I felt great. I felt confident. Um, yeah, I think that was a big thing with me going into the the whole fight in general. Is I was very very confident. I didn't have uh, yeah, I didn't have I didn't get nervous too like at all. I had great. Like, I even had a great day the night before, and then everyone told me I wouldn't, and uh, got the rest I needed. And honestly, did exactly what I told myself I was going to do, and I did it. Uh, coming home, man, it was it was crazy. I felt like a almost like a local celebrity. It was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, uh, to me, I tried. Not, I, I still try not to hype myself up too much. I try to, you know, just a fight at the end of the day. It's what it was. And uh, but you know, it's on, it was on TV, so it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, it was it's, it's crazy being back home. Like people talking about it, or people I don't even know see me in the gym and be like, hey, like you don't know me, but congratulations on your win. Like I saw you fighting and this and that and uh i work at i work even work at a school so i like try not to talk about it too much or like say too much about it and not come out fighting i guess to my students but uh yeah my students were coming up to me and were like is that you fighting at this thing and they'll show me my youtube video and i'm like oh like yeah that was me and they like i have to explain what it is and that was kind of my rule with my work was that i would explain them like i'm a professional hockey fighter and this is what i do and whatever so that was cool uh yeah, it was it was great coming home, man. I, I felt great. It was obviously great coming home with a win. Um, before my fights, everyone, all my friends and all my boys were all supportive. They were like, "Oh, like win or lose, dude, you still did it," and it was great. And but uh, yeah, it was it was great to come home with a win. That's, that's the best way to put it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, yeah, man, it was uh, yeah, it was quite the event. Like you said, we were uh, before we got going, we were talking about it, and uh, you know, we had uh, you know we had discussed how. You know the previous events back in '04, and then in uh, 2010 out in Finland. There, um, yeah, I was just telling you. Uh, <coughs> pardon me, being around the Prince George one, uh, you know, I never thought it would happen again. And then, you know, here we are at Edmonton in 2022, and uh, seeing it again. Um, how, how was the process in terms of, uh, like, how, how did you, uh, how did you hear about the event, and like, what, what, how did you get chosen to be in it? How, how did that process work? So, uh, actually, I, so for a while there, I wasn't playing too, too much hockey. I was really, I have a, I have a kid and a family now, so I kind of just, just chilling. And, uh, so I playing hockey again a lot. This is in the past couple of years here, in the past two years. And, uh, gotten a few scraps, gotten a few good ones. And at the same time, like, I, I, like, if you ask me to fight, I'll fight. I don't care if you're like six, eight or six, five, eight, like, doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, got a few scraps. And uh, once the, like, it kind of got announced or whatever, and it was honestly just even a rumor, people were sending me the links and sending me the everything. And they were sending me, like, links, and they were like, oh, like, do, do this. And, yeah, at first I was kind of, like, skeptical. I was like, ah, oh, I don't know, man. Like, I'm, I'm just this guy from Manitoba. Like, at the end of the day, it's like, I don't want to go in something and be way over my head and get beat up on that, like, on pay-per-view. And, uh, yeah, so, like, people were sending me that for quite a while, like, quite a few times and then kind of once it was getting closer to the date I was like you know like what's, what's the worst case that happens like I'll get punched in the mouth a couple times and go down so honestly I just sent an email to the, to one of the assistants and uh, 
told him who I was, how big I was, what my name was, where I'm from. Um, got him undefeated in hockey fights, and I told him it's not like I it's not like I don't fight, and it's not like I fight a million times. I was like, but if someone asks me to fight, I fight like no matter who you are. And uh, yeah, so then she was like, okay. I'll pa- like I'll pass on to AJ. So a couple days go by, AJ emails me back and. He's like, hey, man, like, I want to talk to you. I want to get to know you. So we talked for quite a while. It's like, honestly about a week, two weeks. And uh, kind of just kept talking, kept each other interested. And uh, he was like, you, he's like, you care if you fight a guy bigger than me? I was like, no. He's like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, 100%. I'll like, fight anyone, man. And uh, he's like, all right. So then he found my fighter, or Keegan, I guess. And uh, told me he's bigger than me by about 30 pounds. He's like, he's about two inches taller than me. Um, is that too much? And I was like, no. And he said, are you worried about getting hurt? And I said, no. And, uh, yeah, it was, that was really it. He was like, man, I, I love that you're not scared of anybody. You're not scared of anything. You're just, you just want to fight. And I was like, I'm really coming just to fight, but it's what I want to do. So, uh, yeah, we, we talked over a while. We, he got the contracts in, signed the contract. In reality, it was, just, yeah, I sent him a few videos of me in between there just to show him what I do. And he's loved it. Told me like the last fight. Told me that uh, just in general we were like, we were honestly talking like a lot. Like we were talking almost every day, and like not even just about ice wars. We were just we were getting to know each other. And man, he's a great dude. He's probably like a su- he's a super genuine dude. He's, that's the best way to put it. Is it, even when I met him, as soon as I saw him, it was just like you, know, you, you get that vibe when you know people. And uh, yeah, AJ was definitely one of the most kindest guys I've ever met. Uh, yeah, and I, I at first you know like, people can. He could have threw me in, knowing I thinking I would have lost, and t- like that type of thing, and doing me wrong. But he, he was really excited. He told me you're gonna do great in this. You're gonna you're gonna do amazing on. And I was like, yeah, like, I hope so. And honestly, I, I think I did great. I uh, I obviously could have had better cardio, some better endurance. I got tired at the end there, but uh, yeah, just honestly, a few emails and uh, a couple of videos, and then I put a talk for a week and a half, two weeks. And then, uh, yeah, he sent me a contract. I looked it over. Got a had a few, few a couple of sessions looking at it. Told me if that's what you want to do, sign it. So I signed it, sent it back right away, and uh, it was locked in after that. After that, it was like surreal. Uh, yeah, I like I was about probably two months about away from the actual event. So uh, two months to actually fully train where it was like legit. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I ended up just getting a trainer right away, and he just trained every day for two months straight. I had the odd one day off, but the, my off day would be would be me playing hockey. So I would consider it an off day, I guess. Well, right. On, well, okay. Before we before we get into that, because I got a, I got a bunch of uh, obviously we'll get into Dice Wars a little yeah, more yeah. And, and your fight and stuff uh, and your training, but uh, just we'll 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 go back. I guess we should have probably I should have led with this, but we'll go back to. Um, yeah, basically, what's your hockey background? Because um, uh, there's a couple of things that came up in your bio that I that I, that we got to clarify here. I want to ask, but uh, I know you you're you're also a lacrosse player, correct? Yeah, yeah, I played lacrosse for about ten to twelve years, I think. Yeah, maybe longer, maybe fifteen years. Um, so hockey, uh, I so I never actually played hockey. I never started, I didn't start hockey until I was about eleven years old, or no, about ten years old. Uh, I guess it would have been uh, last year of Adam right before you started hitting in Pee Wee because I think we were the last year before you, they changed it. Yep. And uh, 
So I was playing Adam for my first year. Didn't even know how to skate. Never, uh, never learned. I tried to play hockey when I was a little kid. And um, my coach actually ran me over. He uh, was skating backwards and just landed on me. And uh, never after that, my uncles and didn't, didn't want me playing hockey anymore with that team type of thing. And so I didn't play for till I was about ten. So I joined about ten. And uh, honestly, I got forced into it. I never wanted to play hockey. I, I knew I knew skating was going to be hard, so I didn't want to put the effort in it. So. Uh, my parents forced me into it. I played my first year, and obviously I wasn't a good player whatsoever. Could barely skate. But uh, after that season, I just I, I felt I felt good a few times, and I realized it doesn't hurt. So like, why not just throw your whole, you know, do 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 the best you can, and if you fall, you fall. You get hurt, whatever. It doesn't matter. And uh, at the end of the year, man, I was scoring every game, and it's not even like I was a good skater either. I was just. I was just okay with flopping around and scoring goals type of thing. And uh, after that, I had, I had a few good years where I, I went to, uh, what do they call it? Like power skating type of thing. Yep. And uh, got my balance and all my like skating skills, mostly from that, honestly. And uh, after that, I had a few good years in Peewee and Bantam. Uh, and then Midget's kind of where I started becoming a, an actual goon. I played Bantam. My last year at Bantam, I was a big hitter, and uh, I just loved running people over. And I don't know, I just I, I loved when I'd I'd, hit, I'd hurt or not hurt somebody, but I'd run somebody over, and you'd hear the crowd kind of gasp or you know, kind of like oh or anything. It was always my favorite feeling doing that. It was, I'd rather do that than score a goal. And uh, yeah, so like after that, I kind of got into like the whole kind of goon thing, and uh, I was about I think thirteen. And uh, loved it. Like, just loved being aggressive and, like, yeah, pushing people around, you know, the whole thing. And uh, and then we moved from Winnipeg to Morris, where I live now, when I was about 13, 14. So I joined Midget League out here. And, uh, man, country kids are a lot bigger than city kids, I'll give them that. Yeah. So I went from playing against small, small guys to uh, playing against kids younger than me but bigger than me and, my buddies were all my size, so it was you no know, pushing kids around as easy as it was. And uh, yeah, like all my buddies, everybody's like mostly farmers out here, so it was like they all had the strength already. It was it was nice actually coming out here. They were they all played hockey all the time because we're out in the middle of nowhere, so it's open open ice all the time for the kids. And uh, so yeah, so like when I moved here, we played hockey, played hockey here for a few years, and I took a season off. Uh, just wasn't doing the best in school. Had a had a few things I had to work on, so I take out of hockey and focus on school. Um, so I took about, I think, ended up being about two years off. Joined back in my last year of junior, and, and mostly because I wanted to be a goon again. I just wanted to wanted to fight and wanted to just hit people and just kind of do that. Um, so my last year of junior, I there's a local team here that I got to try it out for. And there's like a couple of teams in the area, but I know a lot of them, they big guys who wanted to go just heavy, good players and just go to the ship type of thing. And uh, I, had a, I had a buddy mention me to go play for the team up by Steinbach around here. So I was like, oh, okay, like, and they were called the Mitchell Mohawks. And their logo was a, was an Indian chief head and it was just perfect for me. So uh, right away I, I get some phone numbers and I text them and, I basically just tell them I'm not coming to score goals. I just want to come, and if you guys want me to go fight, I'll hop on the ice and go fight. Whoever you guys come and go fight. 
And uh, he's like, oh, well, come, come, come to practice, because Travis is already done. He's like, come to practice, and uh, we'll see what happens. And I was like, yes, yeah, I'm good. So I showed up to one practice, and I, and I only went to one practice the whole season. I was busy doing other things and working. and Yeah, so I only showed up to one practice the whole season. Went to, went to the only one to get me on the team. And uh, I showed up, and right away, everyone's looking at me and either intimidated or just, you know, thought I was an asshole or whatever. And uh, right away, I walk in and introduce myself to them and meet all the boys. And uh, right away, I tell them, I'm like, I'm just, I'm just so you guys know I'm here to scrap whoever you guys want, whoever coach wants me to scrap. And uh, yeah, so like right away, the boys liked me. I went out and played my first game. And uh, so I, I, I'm pretty sure I had a fr- almost a friend on every single team in the league. So my big thing was my, I told my friend, if you guys want to fight, I'll fight you. And if you guys, if you guys are scared to fight me, I'll give you guys the first two punches, like whatever you guys want. And uh, so I played my, I played my, one of my friends in the first game and uh, we're losing by, I think it was like six or something. It was pretty bad. And uh, my coach was like, yeah, go fight. And I was like, you want any fight? He's like, go, go take face off and go fight you. I go fight that guy right there. And I was like, oh, that's my friend. And he's like, yeah, just, uh, well, he's like, go fight him. And I was like, yeah, sounds good. So I went on the ice and I asked my buddy, I was like, just so you know, like, I'm fighting you. And my coach told me to go with you. And, uh, yeah, he's like, oh, okay. And I was like, I'll give you first punch, though. And, he's like, and he laughed and he's like, okay, so sounds, sounds good. So then puck drops. As soon as the puck dropped, I didn't even, t- like, I didn't even go for it. I just dropped my mitts and uh, grabbed him. So I grabbed him and he, le- he leaned in and he got me once in the face. And it was, I was, I was, ra- I was ragging him already. So he, it was a bad punch. And uh, right away, I was like, is that your punch? And he said, yeah, I guess so. So I gave him a few and I don't know. Got me good, got me good. Got me, like, honestly, a few chilies with like, all my buddies in that league. There's a few of them I didn't get the like, joy of scrapping. But um, no, it was for my junior year, I got in, I think it was 10 fights. And I think I only played 13 games or 12 games or something like that. Um, I was just so busy with work and so busy with everything. So I'd just show up and half the time I'd have to leave for work or go do something. So I would tell them I'm leaving second period. So I'm going to fight in second period. I'll fight in first period. And I would seriously get on, go play, get in a fight, get off and go to work. And, uh, man, my, my coach loved it. He was, I think that's kind of the part that got me. Like, that's kind of where I found people do love that side of hockey. And even with the the crowd we had, like we were a junior C team. And, uh, in the beginning of the year, we didn't have much of a crowd and, when I would go play and people would be talking in the way in and, oh, are you going to fight today? I was like, oh, yeah, I showed up. That's like, well, that's why I'm here. And uh, we at the end of the year in playoffs, we had like a pretty decent crowd, honestly. Like, it was pretty insane and it was rowdy. Like, yeah, they were just waiting for it. So it was always, always a build-up. And uh, that was probably like my first year of actually fighting because I was in junior. Because we went out to the, really shred the helmets and midget too much. And... Uh, after that, I, I was playing res hockey a lot with uh, my actual local reserve, Long Plain. Um, so I was playing with them. But I was a younger guy, so like obviously I wasn't the first guy to go out there and try to be scrapping everybody. But uh, anyone tried to do anything, I was I was obviously in there and ready to go. But as I grew older with them, um, obviously I had more of a more of a role to play. And uh, I don't know, I've always enjoyed that role. So back with it and I still play with that team to this day and honestly I fight now more now than I ever have I train more for fighting more than I ever have before it was kind of just you kind of go out there and do it but now it's 
don't know. No, yeah. Now I just I train for it. I, I love that. Like when I go when I go play in tournament, that's that's why I go. I I expect to fight. I invite my fans and tell them I'll fight if you guys come. And yeah, I'll try to. Well, that's the thing, and I mean, uh, for the list for my listeners that uh, that don't understand, and you touched on it here. We'll uh, we'll you know we'll go into it more. Um, like you say, when you're talking about tournaments and stuff like that, and uh, reservation tournaments and stuff, basically, yeah, like you said, it's um, these tournaments, uh, these massive tournament, and it's basically it's reservation versus reservation, and it's like they're big deals and it's like, and the, and the hockey's intense and it's like, you know, there's a lot of pride on the line. And, and, uh, so, and I know how rowdy those tournaments can get. Um, I mean, you've had to have, I, I imagine you've had some experiences in, in, in some of these tournaments. Oh yeah. Um, man, Red's red hockey in general is my favorite hockey to watch and play of like ever. It's, uh, it's fast paced. It's, aggressive and uh man they push to the limits there it's the closest thing you can get to slashing and this and that but you know it's it's still legal at the end of the day and honestly i from playing res hockey i play a lot different hockey when i go play in any leagues out here or any anywhere i play completely different hockey than most other guys do i'm a lot more aggressive um yeah no it's it's very good hockey man it's a lot of those players could have gone somewhere or and uh they still play good high end hockey. I, I know a lot of my, there's a few players on my team who play good hockey and, uh, or semi pros or whatever, man. Like, they're, it's an, it's an honestly insane hockey to be watching and playing. And then even with the prize money, it's like, no matter who you are, you always go for, you're always aiming for first place. And that's what they always go for. And they'll do anything to get there, man. Like, there's times when people are swinging sticks at each other and, uh, Times when the crowds are fighting each other, crowds are fighting teams. Like it, it, it gets rowdy, man. It, and it's not, yeah, it's it's insane hockey, dude. Like it's it's fun. That's that's the best way to put it. Is it is fun. There's times where guys have to fight because they have to fight. They don't have the choice anymore. Guys just get too angry and go you, and that's what you got to do at the end of the day. But yeah, well, like no you matter. said, right? It's like a pride thing, and like you said, there's also money on the line. So it's like you know, now we're we're not fooling around now. And, uh, and like you said, a lot of, a lot of good players and like either some older players that come back from playing, from playing pro or, you know, like ex junior guys and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, man. And it's, uh, and like you said, it's, it's not like, you know, you know, Saskatoon days and there's a couple games and everyone has fun and not in a, you know, if, if a fight happens here, I mean, it's, uh, you're kicked out of the game or whatever you'll play next game. I mean, it's not like it's, you know, oh, wow, we're kicking the team out of the tournament or anything like that. I mean, no, this shit's like serious. And, um, well, the, and a perfect example of that is, uh, if you guys go on YouTube, you could look up John Morasti fighting Gino Ojic. They got into a fight in a native tournament. It's on YouTube. Someone filmed it way back when Morasti was still playing junior and Gino was playing on a team. He fought Gino in a tournament in the summer. So it's out on YouTube. So yeah, like shit like that happens in those tournaments all the time. So yeah, like Justice is saying, it's, uh, it's some serious stuff just for the, try to get the listeners wondering like, you know, how serious it is. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Dude. Like even playing in just native tournaments, it's like, uh, even just in tournaments and the exhibition game, it's almost like its own league, man. Everybody kind of knows everybody. If you have a name, like 
I've gotten in a few fights this year, and after that, people are asking if I'm playing certain tournaments and this and that. And yeah, like, I, like even when I go play different places, people tell me, "Oh, like, this is their, this is their enforcer, and this is their goal scorer." And man, they know them by name, they know their nicknames, like this and that. And it's it's intense hockey, dude. Like even if it's just an exhibition game, we go there and we go there to play, and fights break out. Like it's like we're playing to the shit every single time we play. Yep, yep. And like you said, right? Like the fights will break out, but it's not like. Oh well, yeah, we're giving this guy ten game suspension or anything like that. It's just ah, shit happens and let's go, right? It's yeah, man. Like the big, um, depending honestly, most depending on the fight. Like if, if it's crazy aggressive and like there's obviously some some actual tension there, and they'll, they'll most likely just kick you up for the game, and that, that's literally it. They'll say, "Okay, come back next game and do it again." Yeah. But uh, honestly, if it's if it's not too bad of a little tail, you then they'll probably just tell you to go sit in the box for five minutes, or aren't maybe even send you back to the bench and tell you to sit down. Uh, no, man, that's, like, gone to the most real hockey I've ever played. It's the most aggressive hockey I've ever played. But, uh, yeah, I know I've, all, I've always loved that about that. Like, I I go into my game knowing I'm going to fight and not get in trouble and know that, like, I'm not going to get suspended. Yeah. And that's probably the best part about it. Well, in your, you all, in, your, uh, in, your, in your bio here, it also says uh, fighting in the stands. Uh, is there, there's got to be a story to that. What happened there? So when I was actually playing uh, midget hockey, I was playing... Oh, shit, I didn't know where we were playing that time. Um, it, was cl- it was close to... I think it was in Phoenix Bash, actually. Um, so anyway, I was playing for this team, and uh, we go out there, and there was this big guy who tried to run me the whole game. Every time I touched the puck, he was trying to run me, and I didn't. And uh wasn't the strongest skater on his skates, I guess. And uh, he got the puck at one point, so I obviously went to go run him because that's what I do and I uh, caught him with his head down and I heard him at the end of the day and uh, their crowd lost it and they're all yelling at me this and that and I'm an asshole so I was yelling back and pointing fingers at them or pointing my stick at them and you know make cracking jokes or whatever and going in the box and doing the exact same thing and uh, the whole game it got rowdy that was like first period so like the whole game was pretty crazy like anything that happened my team was going crazy the other team was going crazy the crowd was going crazy and uh, it being an away game, we obviously didn't have much of our own crowd. And uh, so, yeah, the whole game went pretty crazy. It was, you know, a couple of scrums, a couple of hits, this and that. And uh, end of the game, we were getting off the ice. And uh, one of the fans were yelling at me and saying something, but calling my name. So I turned around and I was like, what, what, what did you say to me? And it was some guy and he was trying to be tough. And I was like, well, you come down here and fight me. I don't care if I'm 17. And uh, of course, he walks down trying to be tough. Because I guess he was, I think he was a year older than me. Because it was one, of, I think it was one of the brothers. So then he walked down, and uh, I, me being me, I'm not going to say no. So I walked over on the cement with my skates, and uh, I tried to grab him. And as soon as I grabbed him and put my first punch, my whole team's grabbed my arms, and uh, the crowd's grabbing him. And then uh, we're kind of throwing our little punches here and there, and trying to get our hits in. Nothing too crazy at all. And then. Uh, my dad actually ended up grabbing me and pulling me off and he like pushed me back and he was like, stop, you're going to get in trouble. So then, uh, we ended up going to our room. Ref came in and he like, got whatever, talked to me for a bit. So, uh, they told me they couldn't, they're going to figure out what my punishment was and this and that. And, uh, so my next practice, I went to my practice and my coach was like, for that stunt you pulled, he got, I think it was, it wasn't too bad. It was like eight or eight to 10 games or something. But, uh, I mean, I've had penalties, or I've had suspensions of 18 to 25 to, like, all over, man. Like, 
yeah, like I, I would, I would literally come back from the suspension first game and get suspended that game and get, it would up my suspension. So it was, there was a few seasons where I did that and it was pretty bad. Like I had more games sitting on the sidelines than I did playing. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so I got, I think I ended up doing eight games for that one. What that was. Well, there you and, go. Uh, and then, like, because uh, I argued about it too. Like I said, like that guy came at me. Like, it's like he's not gonna. He's obviously not gonna get in trouble for it. So it's like, uh, yeah. So I was like, I, I just don't. I, I believe it was more self defense than anything. So I actually ended up. Only, yeah, like they were trying to give me a, a high end amount of game, but I ended up only getting like eight. And uh, the game I came back, I got suspended again, so I couldn't even play in provincials. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Well, I'm gonna give you a story to tell. So there you go. Um, yeah. Well, get back to uh, get back to Ice Wars. So you, um, um, you okay? So you get accepted into it. Um, now, in terms of that, I know uh, as far as your training goes, um, uh, I, did I understand that you ended up training with Jason Bone? Yeah, yeah. So actually, I uh, I was I had no I had no. I, I had no idea what uh, I was actually going to do for training at the time because it was kind of not last minute, but kind of pretty close to the time. And uh, I was training over at an MMA gym in, in Winnipeg here before that. And I asked him, I was like, oh, like, do you have any idea? Like, what I could, like, can you train me type of thing? And uh, my coach said no. So, like, it's, I don't want to train for something I have no idea, like, what to actually be training you for. Like, I'm not a hockey fighter. And uh, I was like, okay, like, respect. Like, and I asked him, like, is it okay if I go train with a different gym for now? Like, just if I do find somebody and this and that and uh yeah he was said go for it and uh yeah so i ended up uh honestly just training by myself at the gym trying to figure out my own workouts and this and that for about a week and i was trying i was asking people around kind of trying to figure out a trainer and uh i had a family friend who shot me a message one day and she said hey like i know this guy and um he's a great guy and i was like okay so like uh if you want to lean on, let him know about me. And if he wants to message me, he can message me and yeah, like whatever. So then, uh, the same night, actually, she ended up putting us all in the group chat and, uh, back and forth. Me and me and Jason talked for shit. I don't know, two hours, three hours straight pretty much. And, uh, right away. He's like, uh, I want to like sponsor you and train you and do all this and that. And I was like, like, what do you want out of it? And he's like, nothing. I just want to train you. Like, I just, I just want to see you do good. And, yeah, so like right away, like I, I was like, all right, when do you want to start training? And he said tomorrow. So uh, right away, went straight to training, and uh, I trained like every day with him. It was, if if we couldn't get into the gym, we were training at the park. And yeah. uh, if we were not at the park, we were training at his house. Like it was, we were no matter where we were, we were always training, and he always made sure I was training. And. Uh, we took a, we did it really smart. We I didn't I did a few sparring sessions, but nothing too crazy. And then uh, I did uh, I, the week before my fight. I, I didn't train too often. I did uh, the, the two week, the second week before my fight, I trained hard every day. And then the week of my fight, I did uh, one small sparring session with a smaller guy who was kind of just quicker. And then uh, but my job was to mostly work on my defense. And then um, and then my second my Tuesday was just uh, like a tune up and make sure I'm ready like uh make sure I'm ready to go and my review basically and yeah it was good after my review it, that was it like I had no I I, I was not worried about anything I he neither was he like yeah it, and then a big thing was as long as I'm mentally ready that's all that mattered and 
Yeah. Well, and that's interesting yeah. because Jason obviously was in the first, was in two of these, tur- both of the tournaments ahead of, before this. He was in the, the Prince George tournament and he was in the one in Finland. Um, so obviously he's gone through, um, you know, because that's the thing with the Ice Wars, with the format. It, I mean, yeah, it's a hockey fight, but it's like, it's being judged. So it's like completely, you know, so it's like you got to be busy and, and that type of thing. Did he, did he give you, like, did you just train for, like, what was the train, like, for a hockey fight? Or did he kind of talk to yeah, you about, the, like, the a training, strategy? The training was, man, strictly ice wars training. Like, um, best way to put it was, like, my rounds were, instead of the one-minute rounds, we were doing, like, doing two-minute rounds type of thing just to get my endurance up and to make sure I can push through. And uh, I was wearing, like, a, a gi type of thing or, and, uh, like, we would be, grappling but standing grappling like kind of pushing each other around and trying to get to the upper edge pulling each other like this and that and uh working on a lot of neck stuff man like working on like having a strong neck a strong back and just being a being solid all around and uh not letting go of it and then uh other than that man we were training uh, yeah like me being a lefty it was when you fight with me it's i score up pretty hard as a left and if you can catch my left it's kind of like game over if you don't have a right right so right away we were training multi my right for a while it was yeah he he didn't he didn't try to make me have a powerpoint my left or anything and he and that's what he said don't try to go in there and just throw laps make sure you're switching it up and you're you're tricking this guy and uh man we trained for like the exact exact fight that we were doing and for him like where my training wasn't just for one single match like he trains he trained me as if i was fighting in the tournament so it was always like be ready like in case they in case somebody gets hurt and they need a filler, like you're you're gonna be ready and you're gonna have the endurance. And honestly, like even after my training, I was I could I probably could have fought in a tournament. I was tired and I was you know a little winded, but twenty ten minutes later I was ready to go again. So yeah, uh, it was it was strictly for ice wars and um, even my boxing. I was boxing with like with, with MMA gloves and uh, I would do like the whole I grab you, punch you with one arm, box with one arm, and. Uh, I'd work uppercuts and um, overhands all the time. And then right away, it would be like an overhand up on, uh, uppercut and then switch hands type of thing and do the exact same thing. So, like, it was never it was never train your last time. It was always you're training everything and you're going to be tired at the end. Was there a, was there any talk of that at Ice Wars when you were there that, that if, if a guy got hurt, one of the tournament guys got hurt, that you would fill in? Was that ever brought up? Uh Nothing too crazy. Like, um, I, I mean, I kept telling AJ and um, all of them that, like, if anything happens and you need me to fight and turn them, like, I'm ready to go. And, like, I kept telling them if anything happens, like, I'm here. And, like, let them know. But uh, I, I'm not too sure what we could have done with our, like, because our, we signed contracts and stuff. So I don't know if my contract was for, like, a, I believe my, my contract was for one single match. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I could have probably signed something on the side if I really needed to. Or some, I'm sure something could have worked out. But, uh yeah, no, like, I, I know they were pretty They were pretty sure everyone who in the tournament was going to be, be good to go. I mean, they were all solid dudes. Like, I, I know going there, and I, before that, I was like, oh, I'll go fight any of these guys. Like, none of them were that big. And getting there, I saw Sawyer and Levinsky and shit. I was like, man, these are some big dudes. Like, yeah, these, yeah, some units. And then, uh, but seeing Amesbury, it's like, I, I saw him, and I was like, okay, that's like a dude around my size. Like, but Amesbury had the cardio, obviously, and the endurance. And, I mean, he can just swing forever so that's obviously what he needed to do 
What was the, um, yeah, so when you get there and everything, and you're, and, uh, you know, day of the event comes and, and you're in the back and, and people are getting, you know, and the guys are getting ready. What was kind of the mood? Was everybody pretty cool or was there some tension or, you know, was it, how was it back there? Uh, like when we got into the venue there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like once you got into the dressing room and guys were getting ready. Uh, so like we had to be there for 4.30 or something like that. And uh, the fights didn't even start till 7. So we got there and kind of just got like the, the logistics of what's happening and uh, how it's going to work. And uh, who's fight, like how, kind of who's fighting first and this and that for the actual like single matches. And um, it was crazy, dude. We, we had all the cornermen were there. We were all the fighters were there, and uh, it was cool. Kind of just like learning what how how the people are like kind of look, like kind of like from your own point of view. And then um, getting into the dressing room, dude, it was kind of getting close to fight time. And some of the guys were putting their bags already and getting all ready to go. And some of them didn't fight till seven thirty, eight o'clock, and it was like six o'clock. And yeah, like it was. We were all trying to figure out where we we're all going to sit in the dressing room, how we're all going to be comfortable and. Um, you can just tell it was a nerve-wracking thing for a lot of us, and I know a lot of like younger guys, like I know me, Keegan, and Bo were probably the, I think the youngest. And uh, yeah, man, like, you can just like, you're just kind of sitting there and almost didn't know what to do. Like, don't want to be sitting there, but you don't want to be walking around. And uh, once it actually started, though, it was, it was crazy, dude. You can kind of everyone got ready and pumped up and. Like they were all solid dudes. Like they were all we were all talking to each other in the back, like being friendly, even though we were all fighting each other and like right before me and Keegan went out I like told him good luck, dude, and make sure you're make sure you're ready and like vice versa and it went for everybody who fought. Like everyone was pumping gloves and whatnot before we went out there and saying good luck and coming back in and saying how crazy of a fighter each other were and this and that, like it it was a vibe, dude. Like, I, I don't think anyone's ever going to see that side of like any fighter at the end of the day of the respect that they actually have for each other. It's like, no, I don't think, I don't think just anybody can go into a ring and beat the shit out of somebody and come back out and say, man, you, you got me good or dude, you're a good fighter. You know what I mean? Like have that respect for somebody. Yeah. Um, I think, I think fighters have the best sportsmanship, man. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Somebody can go into, go get beat up and tell them, tell somebody else they're good at it. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's a good beat up. You know, I'm pretty mad. Yeah, well, it's such an interesting like dynamic with that tournament, and it's so different because obviously most of the time you're on teams, right? You're in different dressing rooms, and and there's a good chance, obviously, you're not going to run into that person again, right? So there's never that. Yeah, there's never going to be that conversation or that meeting, right, with the guy. But now all of a sudden, here you are sitting across a room from the guy before and after. It's like, uh, yeah, I mean, completely different dynamic at that point. Yeah, like. Uh... I know in a few red tournaments, I know some of the guys I've fought in or in, even in exhibitions after the fight, I've, I'll see, like, I know, I know one fight I was scared off one of the fights I fought there in an actual game. And uh, he was a solid dude right after the fight. Like, we fought, and at the end, he's like, you're done. And I was like, yeah, I'm done. And he was done good. And kind of pumped, pumped nuts and skated off together. And uh, right away, went and had a beer together and talked. And, you know, it's at the end, at the end of the day, it's just a fight. It's, it's a game. It's but I mean, that's like your position. Uh, that's my position, at least. And uh, yeah, man, it's it's great. Like coming back in there, it's like yeah, everyone was everyone was buddies. Everybody even went out drinking with each other after the fights. Like yeah. there was no drama. There was, there was no beef, man. It was great. It was yeah. No, that's cool. Um, oh, actually, the one thing I I didn't ask you, uh, well, in the training and the stuff, did you ever have a chance to get on synthetic ice before that? 
No, I've never actually been on some truck rides in my life. Um, well, how'd that feel? I, I had a, I, for some reason, I had a very, very solid idea of how it was going to feel. And I've had a few buddies who play pretty high end hockey and uh, they've done it. So they were kind of telling me what to do, like kind of giving me ideas and telling me how it feels. And like kind of really, yeah, giving, giving, telling me how it feels to them. And then from there, I was like, okay, like I'm not going to try for my skates because I don't want my skates to grab too much. And, uh, kind of just went off like how I fight and how I skate and how I stand. So like, um, yeah, they would be telling you things and I'd be like, okay, so like you guys, but you guys tie your skates all over the top and I'd like have one down so it like, I can bend a bit when I fight. And like, you know what I mean? Like I was kind of just going my own way about it, but yeah, like I had, I had a few good buddies who had gained some solid ice holes felt. And, uh, I know the day we got there, I went on the ice the day of the fight. Um, and just to try it out, just to go on a little skate. And, uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was almost exactly how I thought it would feel. And, uh, I had no problems with it. I know a lot of guys were overthinking it and a lot of guys were like, oh, I'm not sharpening my skates or this and that. And a lot of them had the balance problems. Um, and a lot of those guys sharpened their skates. Um, but, uh, no, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. It was just, it was a lot more grabbier than ice. And obviously you like, if you, if you push with a stride, it kind of slows, it's, it's a lot slower. Um, but at the end of the day, it's kind of, I would, I'd almost rather have that than have actual ice where you're like slipping and shit. And if you're, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause I know when I had, um, like when I, when I had, I had, uh, Curtis Swanson on the show and he actually had an opportunity to train on synthetic ice out in Grand Prairie and, uh, get ready for it. And he was telling me after the event that the stuff that they had at the tournament was way, actually a lot better than the, st- uh, than the stuff that he was training on. He was actually pleasantly surprised with it. Said it actually wasn't that bad. Yeah, so like uh, a lot. I know a few of the boys who uh, were training on, like on synthetic before that, and they were saying how it, how like the the synthetic like, we got at Ice Wars was like crazy good, and it was actually like really nice ice compared to what they were on. And uh, to me, that almost threw me off if I was training on normal synthetic and go to super nice synthetic. That would I'd almost yeah, I, I'd almost go I'd rather go in the way I did where you're blind eyed. You just gotta do it. You gotta learn for yourself first, Pat. You know what I mean? Yep. yep. So at the end of the day, you, if you if you have balance, you have balance, and if you don't, you don't. Um. Well, now, so obviously you're fighting Keegan McGraw. Did you know anything about him going in? Like, did you watch any video on him or anything? Or is there any video uh, of him? No, so, I don't know. Uh, oh, there. Is, so there's no video of him actually. I. Uh, so once they told me told me his stats and how big he was and whatnot. Um. I started looking him up, trying to figure it out, and this and that, and uh, couldn't find anything, man. I just knew he was a goalie, knew how big he was, um, and then uh, yeah, I looked on like shit, dude. I looked on everywhere, YouTube, like all over Google, Facebook, Instagram, and then he ended up making an Instagram just for the event. And uh, I even I even asked him when we were there, like, "Was you use that for the event?" And, and yeah, he said, "Yeah." But uh, after he made his Instagram, it was all pro- it was he didn't have any pictures or anything or nothing, so I couldn't I couldn't really image him at all. But once he dropped his fight card, he kind of started being more open on social media, which was good. And then mine was private anyway, so I ended up opening all my social media so that if you want to see who I am, you can figure it out and try you know try to think you know me. Um, so yeah, once he posted his pictures and whatnot, I kind of had an idea. But no, yeah, no fight videos whatsoever. I just Did, knew he was a bare knuckle fighter, but I never knew that. Yeah, like look, looking but, back on it, do you, are you like, would you have rather had video on a guy, or were you kind of glad you you didn't? Like, what do you think? Uh, 
I don't know, because, like, he had the video on me, and he thought I was going to be a big left hand, like, a big left thrower, and I was, like, just, like, a legit haymaker punch. But, uh, so, it's like, he told me that through him off, because he expected that, because he saw that. Um, so, I guess it depends on your training. Like, for me, I, I'm trained to keep tricking guys, I guess. Like, I'm going to keep doing things that people don't expect. And, uh, yeah, that's my big thing right now. So, like, probably not. I, I don't know. Like, I, I know in my, in this next one i'm probably gonna be searching guys up anyway once i figure out who's all in it but uh that just kind of gives me an idea of how they stand off and what what they can get out of the type of thing not what they're gonna do yeah um, yeah it's been interesting yeah. as, as i've done the show and i've had different fighters on and you know and we just talk about like when they were playing hockey and stuff and like were they video guys or whatever and, and it's interesting like some guys are like completely into it like they they watch everything on everybody that they're going to be facing and you know get tendencies and everything else. Other guys don't want to watch any video, and uh, yeah, so it's just interesting people's different mindsets going into it. Um, yeah, but like just watching your fight there, you know, just before. Well, obviously I was there to see it, but just watching the video here before we got on the phone and. Yeah, it was almost like yeah. I think right at the start when you when you did come in with the big lefts, I think you surprised them a little at the start because you were landing pretty quick on yeah. Them. Yeah. See, like I think a lot of guys were thinking I was going to come in with a standoff and kind of see who tries to throw first. But um, I, I mean, in general, I'm never that, I'm never going to be that type of fighter to to wait to like the wait, the wait for you to punch me first. I'm going to go in and I'm going to. Make you make you play defense. That's the best way to put it. Is you don't win fights by playing defense. So I'm going to make you play defense. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So it was, um, yeah. So in terms of just the strategy going into it, like you said, you didn't want to stand around and wait. Was that sort of the like what was the strategy? Just go full out. Obviously, with something like this, when it's a minute long rounds, it's it's kind of all out offense sort of thing. And was that sort of uh, when when did I guess what I'm asking is. During the fight, did you start getting, was it all just a blur, or did you start actually kind of slowing things down in your head, and were you comfortable with it? Um, from the beginning, my strategy was straight to go in there, and honestly, try to surprise everyone to go in, because I'm a bigger guy, we're both, we're both bigger guys, so I thought going in there, people had thought we were going to be slow, like try to be slow, and you know what I mean, try to be more or less a, a wrestling match, so I went in there and just full punches. Um, I know after the helmets came off there, after that, I felt good. I like I, I knew I got more punches in than him. I know my punches. A lot of my punches was connected a lot better than his did there. And uh, I mean, I, I, I kind of left myself open if he really wanted to land one. So like I know that he didn't. So I know like after that, I was like kind of like shaking my head, yeah, like kind of pumped about it. Like okay, like I got this. I know what I'm doing now. And uh, yeah, I had a strict game plan: get in there and punch overhand, underhand, overhand, and. Whatever he's doing, do the exact opposite and get him doing that. And uh, I know after the first round, I had a, I had a solid idea that I was winning. Like uh, I went talked to my cornerman, and I was like one of my one of my best buddies. And uh, I asked him, I was like, like, I'm doing good, right? Like I'm I'm not I'm not over I'm not telling myself I'm winning and losing, right? And he's like, dude, you're doing good. Like keep doing what you're doing. He's like, make sure you just catch that the uppercut because he's, he's ducking his head. And uh, as a guy, right, sounds good. And uh, Second round, I, I threw shit. I don't even know how many uppercuts I threw. But I threw a lot of uppercuts because I, I, I like it, it. It did slow down. I was about to put it. It, it slowed down, and uh, yeah. I was able to go uppercut in my head and say like overhand, okay, uppercut, and uh, watch what he's doing as I'm throwing. And uh, 
yeah, he wicked to my advantage in the second round. I dropped him on the one punch there, or the two punches I did there. And uh, after that, I was, I was, yeah, I, I just knew I had to stand there and bang at the end of the day just to make a show. And uh, a couple of lads kind of stood there and banged, kept back in my head. Oh yeah, you guys put you guys put on a good show, man. It was uh, it was a solid uh, solid tilt. Um, now, if you had uh, you know, we're just going hypothetical here, but if you had been if you had been one of the tournament guys, um, what what do you th- would you have changed your strategy up at all? Um, I guess because you're only fun, I, but I, now that I'm saying that, that's kind of stupid question on my part because basically no, 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 you, no, it's no, kind no, of one I fight at a time anyway, right? So. No, because I, I train. I trained like almost for the tournament. Like I, fought, I trained in the sense of I'm gonna fight Keegan and then find a way into the tournament and try to like try to fight or like maybe somebody didn't show up or a fight didn't make it that thing. Or I went off like that type of like that type of thought of what if. So uh, I did strictly train for the tournament. I, I trained for the fight three times that night or four times that night. And uh, yeah, so like I, I know after like yeah like I, I, I yeah that was my game plan at the end of the day is go in there and punch because for me i can take a punch like there's times where i've people punch me square in the face and i probably should have been raw or haven't and man there's times people should have had me and didn't have me and this and that like um i don't know that's about to I, I can take a punch um before, before my training I, I never really practiced defense like that's that's one thing that we actually had trained a lot when i was playing defense and uh head movement and this and that and kind of staying how do you explain that? Uh, how, do you, how do you explain that? Um, not letting people know where you're going to be. Not letting yeah, like don't don't sit, don't stay don't stay prone. Like sort of kind of keep moving your yeah, head yeah, moving. exactly. And, yeah, exactly. And most of my and, and most of my old fights, man, I stood in one spot and punched you in the exact same spot, and it was the exact same movement over and over. And uh, that's one huge thing we trained differently was you're going to keep switching, you're going to keep moving around, you're going to be pulling and then pushing and then punching with your right and then punching with your left and like did, it's going to be everything. And, did, uh, did you have any issues with the MMA yeah. gloves in terms of grabbing? No. So uh, even before this, I was training a little bit of MMA here and there, like uh, over in Winnipeg. And uh, before that, I was like, I've always loved fighting, dude. Like I've always, I've always loved training MMA and uh, just like just grappling and wrestling and fighting and punching and everything, dude. And uh, so yeah, like I've worn gloves here and there. So like, my only thing would be grabbing the the, the chest protector or like the jersey once I grab you. Kind of is my hand gonna fit properly in there with the gloves? Um, so I know in the last little bit, I actually like I was with, with my sponsorships, um, which man, thank so thankful for those guys. But uh, I was able to buy like actual nice MMA gloves. I got the proper ones, like the four ounce gloves, like, um, and I got like everything that I basically needed to train properly with. And uh, I was able to actually do, like, to train with MMA gloves at the end. Shit, every day, dude. Like, and it was, like, I was grappling with MMA gloves on, like, even, like, the standing grappling type of thing. Yep. And uh, it was, like, yeah, like, everything, dude. At the end of the day, like, yeah, like, in the beginning, it was a little weird grappling. Your hands aren't as, aren't as fast and aren't as, like, flexible type of thing, obviously. Especially with brand new gloves. And, uh, but once I got the hang of it, which took me, shit maybe an hour to like actually be able to grab people properly like all the time um yeah man no problem whatsoever it's, it's like yeah and, and then every my fight now like i wear my gloves every day i uh i hit the bag area with my gloves on I, 
I have a jersey on my bag, so I grapple with a jersey when I'm punching it, and you know what I mean. Like it's, yeah. Now it's now it's part of me, so it's good. Excellent. Well, has there um, now have you heard any talk about uh, Ice Wars too? And like, if you talk to AJ about like if you guys are doing another event, I'm in. And has there been any talk like that? So I've been oh, I should say harassing, but I've been I've been bugging AJ and. Everybody, I've been I've been bugging everyone. Um, kind of say, oh, like I'm not, like I'm like, is it happening? What's the word? What's the plans? Um, if it's uh, if it's a lower weight, I'll, I'll cut weight. Like I can I can cut fifty pounds. I can cut eighty pounds. I can cut whatever you need me to cut. I can cut. Um, yeah, so like, I've been matching them, seriously saying that pretty much like all the time and everything. And uh, so where it is, there will be an announcement soon. I'm not too sure when exactly, but I know it will be soon. And, uh, yeah, that's all, and honestly, that's all I really know that there'll be announcement soon. And all I got, all I got to get ready. So, Oh, he did. So, t- they did tell you to get ready though. Uh, they said be ready. Yeah. It doesn't guarantee me anything. It doesn't guarantee me a spot. They could do a lot of things differently. They could, uh, I, I, I mean, me personally, I'm not, I, I, I mean, I don't want to say I don't want to do a single match. I'll do a single match any day. I love that shit. And I, I, love doing it but uh I'm, i keep bugging them about the tournaments i want to do a tournament i want to i want to fight three nights in a row or three fights in a row in a night i want to fight twice in a row if i have to or once or you know what i mean i, I just want to fight a lot um yeah and that's that's one big thing i've been telling them is i don't want to go there just for one fight like i want to be part of the event and i want to be fighting and <laughs> yeah which i mean I, I don't know i i think they like i think they like my motivation i think they like my uh my drive to be part of this and I mean, I don't know. Yeah, well, it was interesting. Like I said, I was, you know, just talking to some guys after, and it was just like, yeah, I wonder, like, if they're going to do a second one, what's the, you know, what are the, what's the feeling? You know, we're just, we're just kind of throwing ideas out, but do they go with a whole new crew, or do they go with, you know, the winners of the previous one? We'll bring them back, and like, I mean, obviously, Amesbury will probably <laughs> have to be in it because he's got to defend, right? But other than that, what do you do? Do you bring in a whole new thing, or you know, blah blah blah? So I, it'll be interesting. I, I yeah, like, there's a lot of ways they can go about it, right? Like, because yeah. to me, it's like, uh, uh, no, like uh, a lot of those guys, some of the guys are smaller. Like, um, I mean, even me, like I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't have technically wanted to go in that tournament too bad if I was going to fight Travis Levinsky or Sawyer. And I mean, like those guys are big and intimidating. So I, I, I don't think uh, anyone, even my size, or smaller, would want to be in this tournament to fight one of those huge guys because they're nervous. But, uh, so I don't know, like, they could do weight classes. There's a few things, like, I can, I know for a fact there's people who are messaging me and saying, oh, I'd fight, but the, the, if it was a smaller weight class or this and that. And, uh. Well, how much, how much did you I mean, weigh, how much did you weigh when you were in it? I weighed, so before I went in, when I first accepted the fight to keep, with Keegan McGraw, I weighed 215. Yeah. Um, and then I decided to gain weight because I was cutting up time for the summer. So I decided to gain weight, and I ended up weighing two twenty seven when I went into the fight. Okay, yeah, I mean, and uh, or the day before, or the day before the fight, and then the day of the fight, I went down for a weigh in again, and I weighed two twenty two. And then um, after that, I, I, I like so like after ice wars, I wasn't too sure what I was what I wanted to weigh because I didn't know if I was gonna do a light heavyweight or a super heavyweight with Amesbury again, or you know what I mean? Like I wasn't too sure. So. uh I didn't really honestly train for the first couple of days. Like I just kind of ate crap, ate pizza and McDonald's and whatever. 
and uh, and then I just decided it's easy. It's in the end of the day, it's easier to gain weight than it is to cut weight. So yeah, um, this past week I actually started doing a diet, and I don't. I, I mean, I have no idea what they're gonna do. I'd rather. I would rather do the cut now than get told a month before the fight and or a month or two months before the fight or whatever and have to cut a crazy amount of weight. Um, yeah. Then I'd rather just do it now. So I'm actually cutting my weight down to about 200 pounds right now. Um, no more Bud Lights? Are the Bud Lights out? Oh, I mean, I'm drinking Pink Whitney today, so... Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, yeah, like for now, like I, I know there's uh, living in Morris, we have a few things that happen here in the summer that are pretty fun. Like we have a, this weekend's actually called, thing called Rumble in the Valley. It's like a tractor pull. It's like people just bring up their tuned up tractors and done up crazy tractors and they pull crazy amount of weights and it's a beer garden. But, uh, and then a stampede. That's the biggest thing is the Morris stamp, the, the Manitoba stampede here. So uh, I know I have two booths and plans this summer. Other than that, man, I'm strictly training. Um, and working out of school, I get I get off in late June. So June to, I know June twenty eighth is my last day, and after that, I'm training. I think four days a week, or four times a day for seven days a week. So yeah, I know I I'm gonna, I'm gonna be ready, man. Like I know a lot of these guys all obviously have jobs and um, have to work their nine to fives or their whatever to at least their eight hours, and uh, they're not gonna get that get that option to do that but with me working as an ea it's the best this is the best yeah this would be the best time to actually be like get get into it and kind of get into like crazy shape yeah it's a, oh yeah I, my wife's a school <laughs> teacher so yeah she she's counting the days down to say the least yeah um yeah literally. yeah and like for me like, I'm, just, I'm just waiting for the word and once i get the word i'm and then I can get a set diet, set trainer, and you know what I mean. Train for like for what I actually know is going to happen. So you're going to have to get to one of them uh, reservation tournaments and, do, and uh, tune somebody up. Oh yeah, mom. There, ah, there'll be dudes looking. There might be some dudes looking for you in those tournaments now. Make a name. Well, I've been, I've been playing out in Winnipeg here, so like I know the shit, man. There's been a few games where people are like, hey, like you're that guy who fought in that tournament, eh? And I was like, what tournament? And they're like, oh, like uh, like the nice one. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm Justice Smith. And uh, they're like, yeah, like, I didn't think that was like, I didn't think that was like, actually you and this and that. And I was like, oh yeah, was, like, yeah, there's definitely gonna be some guys looking for me in these tournaments next year, man. And especially staying undefeated, I know they're gonna definitely try to kick my ass. Which, I mean, I hope so. I just obviously haven't been right. I've I've been fighting the right people, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go, man. I'm just I... waiting for. It. Well, I I, lo- I love the uh, I love the attitude and. Uh, no, it was uh, it was great to see you out there, and uh, congratulations on the win, man. It was cool to meet you out there, and uh, yeah, it. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Ice Wars too. I hope to see you out there. It'll be uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. I, I'm I'm really digging what AJ's doing. I hope uh, yeah, I hope it continues. It's cool, man. It, it, like uh, yeah, like uh, I know obviously everything's going to have a slow start in the beginning, but I think Ice Wars is going to is going to pop off. I think it's going to be a big thing, man. Like I think it's going to go. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. Like, uh, what was his name? That Philadelphia Flyers goalie was there. Hart. Um, yep. Yeah, and then I know, so, like, just in general, man. Like, I know some of the videos have been posted on Barstool or whatever, and this and that, man. Like, it's. I I think it's gonna get big, and I think it's gonna be a big thing. Um, my big goal was to be an MMA fighter and try to fight in a professional MMA league eventually, but. uh once this came upon, I mean, I'm not gonna say no, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell them never mind because 
shit, man, I love it. And honestly, all of them are solid dudes. Like I, uh, every time I tell people, like they, they like help me with accommodations and like, they like, like everything. They're like, Holy shit, that's crazy. Like nobody really does that. Or, you know what I mean? Like it, it's just crazy to be part of. And it's, if, if it does become big, it's, I was, I was there from the beginning and I believe in it. I, I still do. Like even after this event, it's, shit man people talk still, people are still talking about it and people are still tagging and stuff and sending me dms asking me if i was that guy or this and that and yeah it's crazy no absolutely and like you said it uh being on the ground floor of it was, it was pretty cool so uh well man um i really want to thank you for taking the time today to uh to come on the show and and, and, t- and tell us how it all went down and how you're feeling and uh yeah, and uh, I won't keep you for I won't keep you any longer. But uh, I really want to thank you uh, for coming on. Oh, well, thank you for having me, dude. It's I always appreciate being on these podcasts and you know just being out there. It's nice, man. It's nice being recognized. No, absolutely. No, it was cool, man. I appreciate it. Yes, no problem, my sir. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 